Are you ready for phenomenal thought leadership from the most well-respected leaders in industry? Join us for stellar conversations and sound advice from trailblazers who have a passion for excellence. Learn best practices that will catapult the culture of your company into a new level of greatness. Welcome to Great Companies, Great Leaders. Your host is Christine Gannon. Welcome to another edition of Great Companies, Great Leaders. I'm your host, Christine Gannon. I'm the CEO of Brightworks Consulting, and I am honored to have Greg Ostro with me today, who is the president of Go Media, amongst other things, right? That is correct. It's pronounced Ostro. Ostro. But you wouldn't be the first who didn't pronounce it as at least I was raised. So you might be pronouncing it correctly. I may have it wrong. Thank you. Thank you. So as we do with every podcast, I kick it off by reading a little bit about your bio so that people know who you are and how they can connect with you and and where they might intersect with you in the community. So as the founder of the internationally recognized Go Media Companies, Greg is also the co-founder of Integrity Summit, America's number one integrity empowerment event. Greg is a patriotic, proud U.S. Army Vietnam veteran, thank you, and founder of the Phoenix-based nonprofit Veterans Medical Leadership Council, which is amazing. Greg is a strong force to inspire more people to be integrity tigers, walk the talk of integrity even when others do not. Greg's strategic guidance to CEOs delivering new, bright, and standard-setting strategic communications, marketing, international news distribution events, workforce cultures, team cultivation platforms to top tier clients such as PepsiCo, 16 Grammy winner David Foster, Latino social services giant Chicanos por la Causa, Banner Health, four-time Olympic basketball gold Jerry Colangelo, NBA, the Fiesta Bowl, Jennifer Lopez, the Super Bowl, Steve Martin, Celebrity Fight Night, and the list goes on. His commitment to clients, we communicate and you profit. Community enrichment is a hallmark of and most valued pinnacle of Greg's success story. He's the visionary and co-founder of the Integrity Summit, which is celebrating their 10-year anniversary this year. Congratulations. His charity board service strategies, productions, direct fundraising have helped life-lifting nonprofits raise $300 million, Parkinson's, Boys and Girls Clubs, Veterans, St. Vincent de Paul, Jewish Community Center, Cancer, Juvenile, Diabetes, and more. Greg's been awarded for many things, as you can imagine, and some of those include the Greater Phoenix Chamber of Commerce Winner Small Business Person of the Year, Anti-Defamation League Community of the Leader of the Year Award, Maricopa Community Colleges Foundation Board Fundraising Awards, the Boys and Girls Club Board Achievement Award, and as a fellow for the Greater Phoenix Writing Project. So Greg, welcome. What an amazing career you're having. It's phenomenal. I'm honored to be with you. So tell us a little bit how you got here. How did you arrive at this place? Tell us a little bit about your history as a leader and, and, and your journey. Well, I knew at a very early, well, first I was loved as a child and nurtured. We had no money. Uh, we were on a third floor walk up. Uh, paying the bills was a challenge. 
Um, my siblings and I, three of us, when we were old enough to work, we worked and the money went to the household. But where I was extremely rich was in values being instilled. And I was very rich in having parents who never said, no, you can't in terms of a dream or a pursuit. They certainly set parameters you know, of right and wrong. But in terms of, uh, though we had no money and we lived um, meagerly, there was never a sense of, you can't pursue your dreams. In fact, quite the opposite. So I was blessed with um, a, a cultivation as a child that felt, made me feel confident to pursue what I wanted to pursue. I knew early on that I wasn't going to be an employee for the long term, that I would do my own business. Uh, I, I had a vision of how I wanted to do things, and I knew I needed to lead that effort. And uh, unlike children um, in elementary school and middle school or high school, but more so the early grades, most kids after school went home. I went to my mom's little store, a little hardware and variety store at age five by a cab and would go there after school and wait on customers and sweep the floor and, you know, decorate uh, the window and so forth. And so I, seeing my mom as an entrepreneur when there weren't entrepreneurial women very many, she had her own business, you know, she did it on her own and we're talking about in the fifties when yeah. that wasn't uh, de rigueur. Yeah. And so, um, I got a lot from her and a lot from my dad too. He was disappointing as a provider, but he was a, a great dad in terms of being fun and loving and playful and bringing humor to the table. And so that kind of upbringing gave me a foundation. And then I, weird as it may be, at night when I'd go to bed, I'd bring either a dictionary or one letter of the uh, uh, encyclopedia, you know, A, B, C, whatever, and just read it page by page. So I've been a hungry knowledge guy my whole life. And so the, how did I get to where I am? I'll tell you how I got to where I am and having so far a very good track record. Um, I was taught values, so being trusted matters to me. I was never told that you can't pursue what you want. And for whatever reason, I have this fire, this volcano of creativity within me that I like to apply for purposes, business, whether it's nonprofit education, it doesn't matter the category, to help them, as our slogan says, we communicate, they profit. And so I can tell you that the successes I've had for great companies whom you mentioned and others, there's always redeeming value in whatever I do. So if I'm going to help you market a product or a service or PR or image, first of all, it has to be based on truth that's defensible. Uh, and then it has to have some degree of redeeming value. An example, a Xerox project, they wanted more visibility uh, for Xerox technology. And um, they wanted the community to know them. Uh, and so I could have done a stunt like someone did before and they dropped a copy machine from a crane and, and said, that's old technology. And that was a great stunt. But what did we do? The program I brought forth was, why don't we reduce childhood drowning? Let's use Xerox technology to, to publish posters and flyers because too many children die from drowning. Uh, and so we created a program where K-12 kids across Arizona could create water safety posters, swim safety posters, that then uh, were submitted for a contest and winners won, 
and schools got a new copier and the kids got a VIP tour of Diamondbacks Field. And what happened? We had K-12 kids across the state trying to create a poster about water safety to other kids. And so the kids who are creating the posters are also learning about water safety. And then uh, we're helping all over the state by publishing thousands of the winning posters on swim safety that the kids created. Brilliant. Oh, what did we do? Xerox was on TV. Xerox was in social media. Xerox was in other forms of media. Why? Because we were saving kids' lives. So for me, that's how Go Media wins. That's how Integrity Summit wins. And I think all of us can win. How do we bring redeeming value into what we do? And even if you're selling parts or service, uh, if your parts are solid and good and they're going to help someone not be stuck by the road or not have the refrigerator work, whatever those things are, uh, you know, that's redeeming value. So it doesn't have to be just humanitarian, but are you selling the truth? And if you're selling the truth, then there can be redeeming value. So I would say the reason I've gotten to where I am are those ingredients, but I would add to it that I was lucky to have amazing mentors. Uh, I'll go back to my mom first, who even though we had no money, she taught us about charity and you split the bread in half. You, you know, if someone needs it, you split the bread in half. You put the penny in the box for the charity. You can't do a nickel or a dime, do a penny. So I carried that forward. And then I had mentors like the former, C now deceased CEO of Greyhound Dial Corporation. And the, the uh, a gentleman who ran TV stations here were friends and mentors and clients. Jerry Colangelo taught me this too. And that is, we owe the marketplace. We owe the community that we do business in. They don't owe us. We owe them. So how do we lift those around us while we're pursuing our career and our business? And so that kind of inculcation and exposure for me was very influential. And here's a surprise. When I first got involved in community service, it was because someone asked me to help make a video for troops at Desert Storm. And I love kids and I'm a veteran. So I said, yes, and I donated the production. And then it was Boys and Girls Clubs. And then I said, well, we ought to give this to the TV stations. And we did, and they ran it. And then I created a TV special uh, to help them raise money and raise awareness. Well, the next thing you know, they asked me to be on the board. Okay, great. But you know what I didn't expect? And I still don't expect? Other board members said, hey, we need what Go Media does, or we want to be part of the Integrity Summit. But that's not why I'm there. I'm there because I want to make a difference. So what's my message to our audience today? Good pays off. Doing the oh, right thing pays off. Redeeming Always. value can be achieved in almost, you know, I don't know where the redeeming value is in gambling. Maybe <laughs> someone can educate me on that. I haven't seen right, that right. yet. Uh, I feel it's deleterious, but that's a different discussion. So how do you conduct yourself and do business and make sure there's integrity and redeeming value within? And I think there is a great deal of opportunity. So my summary is I was blessed with richness in, in cultivation as a child. I was blessed with a hunger to learn and read. I was blessed with an ability to articulate complex thoughts in simple ways, which has been a hallmark of my work in that space. All the things and redeeming value in what I do and being trusted. There's nothing without trust. We're in the 10th year of the Integrity Summit. Jerry is involved, but I line up the presenters. I line up everyone who supports it. And I do it with a handshake just like Jerry does business also with contracts, but you can trust the Jerry Colangelo handshake. 
So I'm a product of all of that. I owe thanks to the shoulders of those I stand on. Jerry's still with us. I'm still standing on his shoulders. Um, that's why I'm doing a big luncheon for him next week um, after Integrity Summit. So I'm really the product of a lot of people. I don't take the credit. I give the credit to those who showed me the way and being blessed with a hunger to learn. And, and for me, the thrill is achieving really big um, and that's where the thrill is and all that it takes to get to really big success. I'm thrilled by that, not intimidated by it. Absolutely. So many nuggets I want to unpack with you. So, but we don't have three hours and I, I probably need more than that. But a couple things that you said I want to pull out, your mom specifically, just what a phenomenal woman, because character, instilling character values costs nothing, but your time right? And she knew the value of that. And what a tremendous, truly, what a tremendous blessing that you had um, that anyone can pick up on at any point in time in their life and make exactly. a pivot, even if they weren't fortunate enough to have parents like you did, but you can pivot because character costs you nothing. So just do it. Really just do it. And well, a lack not of character can cost you everything. Everything. Absolutely everything. And the and root of success is character. And along that line, another nugget, I think, for you and yours is um, the influence of my college professor, Dr. Robert Payne. Mm. I didn't go to a prestigious university. I went to a fine university, Northeastern Illinois University in Chicago. And here's how he changed my life. Uh, one time it was I was always an avid reader, but he taught us how fiction was a looking glass on life. You can learn about people and character and, and life through fiction. But here was the big one that comes from, that grows from our discussion. And that is, he asked us one day in class, what is death? And we all tried to answer what death is. But here's how Dr. Payne answered it. Death is how you lived your life, how you live your life. What you did, who, who you, what you've done, what legacy you leave. When you die, it's frozen and locked. What do you want that to look like? What's the legacy you're going to leave? And I thought to myself, well, God forbid my children have to hang their head in shame if my name is mentioned after I die. And so I don't live to die, but I really make decisions based on what's the legacy I leave. Will my children be proud of me? My grandchildren be proud of me? Will Christine want to say she knew me or she didn't know me? Right. You know, I, I'd rather have it be, you know, that there's a positive thing out there. So it matters to me. Uh, not because I'm living to die or not because I want to be a big shot on campus. It matters to me that the legacy I leave, um, those who knew me can feel good about knowing me, just like we mentioned to Mark Field, who uh, our dear lost friend uh, recently. So I think um, what we can take from that is that um, the choices we make, um, the opportunities that are there, um, look at them through the lens of what's the legacy we're going to leave. And I'll, I'll bring a religion in, not to proselytize, but to bring an example. So I happen to be of the Jewish faith, and we each year have a new year that's all about looking back and seeing what you did right and wrong. How'd you break the Ten Commandments? How are you going to be better? And if we do a good job over eight days of repenting and recognizing where we have fallen short, God will write us in the book of life for another year. That's the religious positioning. So now enter Integrity Summit that Jerry yes. Colangelo ch challenged me to create uh, 11, 12 years ago because of the moral decline in business and organizations. 
And the nexus of Integrity Summit and Jewish faith and repenting and all of that got together. And the change for me and my message to everyone listening is, uh, whether you're Catholic and you go to, uh, to the priest to confess or whatever your faith is, it doesn't matter. Aren't we better off to live life in real time, think, looking through the lens of integrity and propriety and not having to repent? So for me, every day is Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur all day long. Is this choice, is this decision, is this move or effort or action uh, going to be uh, you know, appropriate or not? And so why don't we just in real time do right and wrong? Right. It's not happening enough, but I will tell you it happens in my life. It is in my life. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. I'm a fallible human being like everybody else who's watching and listening. I'm a, you know, I make mistakes in life, but I don't have to make bad calls. Once I learn, I don't have to make bad choices. A mistake is a mistake, but making a value choice that's improper, that's not a mistake. And so we can control that. So I say to people, look through the lens of right and wrong every day, all day long, and that you're not going to have a lot to repent for. And then you're going to feel better, too. So I, I know I'm kind of pushing on this topic of integrity, but it's really uh, a noun and a verb that are at risk uh, in terms of our, our marketplace. And I believe that those are elements that help me be successful and help me have relationships where, you know, not men as a brag, but I could call the owner of the Chicago Bulls and Chicago White Sox, not just because he knows Jerry Colangelo, but because I met him when I did a project, uh, a national project for his wife and got to know them and they got to know me. So when I called him saying, I need money for a charity cause, integrity scholarships, he called me back and made a commitment. That didn't happen if I'm not someone trusted. Right. And again, I'm not perfect, but the power of being trusted, I cannot emphasize enough to, to your audience. It is the power tool to great and enduring success. Absolutely. And you know, it's contagious. So when we think about our culture and we think about what's, what goes viral, right? Being integrate goes viral. If, if I'm in your circle, I, I want to be like you. I want to live up to that standard. Yes. So yes. as easily as I can be swayed, as a young person to something that is not right or that is not good, right? I can be swayed the other way too. It's choice. It's a choice. It, to your point, um, so I have a team member working on the Integrity Summit and the Colangelo lunch that follows that's going to create the Jerry Colangelo Integrity Scholarship for college, trade, tech, and arts students. Very cool. Um, the person that's my event coordinator has another job no problem. But because of her work on the Integrity Summit, she started talking about integrity at work. And here's what's interesting about the reactions to it. People were going, oh, yeah, integrity. Yeah, yeah, I should have some of that. <laughs> but that's not to, to disparage anyone or denigrate no, no. say that no one's talking about integrity and why it's at the front of things, not the back end. And to, to underscore, so she's she's become a prophet, if you will, of integrity. Right. right. So it's influencing, right? Absolutely. But we also have a world where, let's take Major League Baseball as one illustration. In the last six months, I've seen news that they have found two new ways to catch cheating. 
putting stuff on the ball or something on the mitt, right? And right. they said, we've got a new way to catch you. As I said to Jerry Colangelo in a meeting the other day, I go, Jerry, I didn't hear Major League Baseball say, no, we don't cheat. That's wrong. I didn't hear the Players Association go, no, no, we don't cheat. That's wrong. I didn't hear any players go, wait, we don't cheat. That's wrong. And Colangelo said to me, you're not going to hear that, Greg, because that's all built. All the sports are built on competition and win. How you do it is often not even a consideration. Right. But contrary to that, that's why Integrity Summit exists. That's why we're having this conversation today, because there is an integrity movement. It is, for some, the beginning of the conversation, not just the way to catch the problem. Right. And that's a, a mission I'm on with Jerry Colangelo, among others, to make integrity uh, be the consideration that's first and last in our decision making and in our workplaces. Um, and so I think we really have a chance to change, change the paradigm. Those of us who see the value of integrity and are willing to carry it ourselves, even when others don't, and also to invest in the broader marketplace to make it viable and visible, like Banner Health has, like Fiestable has, like uh, Fenimore the Law Firm has, like Helios Education Foundation, like Chicanos Por La Causa, and I can go on. They not only operate their organizations predicated on integrity, they're investing in the community to raise this awareness. You're not successful in your consulting business if you're not trusted, and you're very successful and you're dealing with very sensitive issues with very powerful people. You're not at the table, Christine, if they don't trust you. Right. And if nothing else comes away from our conversation today with your audience, if you are the trusted one and you commit to deliver what you promise, opportunities will always be there for you. You'll make more always. money. You'll have more doors open. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I, um, Wow. I'm hoping you're writing a book about all of this. Honestly, I really do. I know you live it day in and day out, but I would love to see it in written form as part of your legacy when you decide you're going to go to Bali and, and enjoy some chapter. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of that to your point. So um, the Integrity Summit, one of its components is the Integrity Summit quote of the week, where we excerpt um, something set on stage by one of our illustrious uh, presenters who walk the talk of integrity. And so uh, we're putting that into a book, 101 Quotes and Guideposts. Uh, and it's awesome. guideposts about how a Jerry Colangelo could get a $50 million investment from a billionaire he never met. Right. But because his integrity uh, reputation preceded him, three phone calls and he's got 50 million bucks. Or we hear from uh, Steve Zabilski, who runs St. Vincent de Paul with Shannon Clancy, whom I admire both greatly, the whole organization, he told the story of how a college was left a million dollars by a, an alum who said, please use this to advance educational studies. So then Steve posed a multiple choice question. Did the uh, dean of the school use the million dollars for a new women's program, a new men's program, a new journalism program, a new uh, cyber program? or a new scoreboard for the stadium, knowing that the donor said for advancing education. So the group the, in Summit voted that year, we have voting, interactive voting, and they 
chose every answer but the one about the scoreboard. But what did we learn from Steve Zabilski? That Dean bought a scoreboard. Now, he didn't break the rules, but he certainly didn't follow the integrity path and do what his donor had said. Then Steve connected that to a donor, a million-dollar donor, who, in the midst of give, having given half a million towards a new building that was desperately needed by St. Vincent de Paul, asked for something out of the ordinary. I don't know who it was or what the ask was, but Steve would tell you that because of engaging integrity in Integrity Summit and telling the world that they live by integrity, that wasn't the only reason he declined to do that for the donor, but it was a big reason. And so he ended up having to give back a half a million dollars and didn't get the million from that donor because he wouldn't cross the ethical line, but they still got all the money they needed for the building and they didn't throw their ethics out the window. Right. And that's what people need to know about, that the upside is there for standing tall for integrity. And so the summit, and this is not about a commercial for the summit, it is about if we don't create momentum around integrity being the number one, forget it. And back to the book, the 101 Quotes and Guideposts, it's a power tool for people who are working, leading, managing, owning, because we learn from a Steve Zabilski that you don't cross the ethical line for a dollar. Uh, we learn from a Jerry Colangelo that if you build an integrity reputation, people will invest in you. And even if they didn't sit in the room and shake your hand. So I am getting that way. I just need to find more time to do it because <laughs> I'm blessed to say business is good, needs are great. And I will tell you, we really work in the human condition arena. When we do our cultural work or any of our content creation, we know we're talking to an audience. We know we're talking to people. Right. And so uh, recognizing that, um, you know, we have an opportunity to influence organizations. And, you know, Fiesta Bowl has an Excellence Every Day program that grew from the Integrity Summit. Banner Health is a cultural core built on equality and integrity that grew in part from Integrity Summit. Chicanos por la Causa, the largest Latino-led nonprofit in the United States by far that does a billion dollars in social services, lifting humanity. Yeah. Their credo, integrity always. Their culture is built on it, and I'm getting to help them do some of that. But those are the things that thrill me and why you're right about a book. I just need to make sure I devote more time to it. <laughs> Or a ghostwriter, someone that you could just speak into. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I need to find that um, wonderful, and to the audience. Yes. Who uh, has talent and can take these nuggets of gold and help me publish it. Absolutely. Reach out to Christine and let her know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love that. What, what I'm hearing you say, um, um, a million amazing nuggets, but something that companies could easily do is integrate integrity into their DNA as they think about their culture. It's not a program, you know, it, it it's really, it's the DNA and the lifeblood of the company. And if it's not there, it's apparent. I've worked with many large companies where it's not, and it's so evident in the people and the process, they might be financially successful, but without integrity, they're they're not as successful as they could be. And their people are not growing and developing as well. So it really is 
is the DNA of the company. Anything can grow from it. If you have integrity as, as the lifeblood, everything grows. And good wins. We know good wins, always. Good wins, always. So I, it does. And you know, some, the, the, the bad gets amplified a lot, but that doesn't mean it's predominant. Uh, but we need more of the good, having said that. And I think, to your point, leaders are not, some of them are not enlightened. No. They're not looking at their team as a team. They may right. call them that. But who wants to do a great job if you're demoralized? Who wants to do a great job if the if they say, make the numbers and, you know, we'll turn our backs? And if we're, we're accepting impropriety, we're letting it be prevalent. Right. Those are those are leaders who don't know the upside that's waiting for them being that integrity tiger, that integrity driven person who uh, is not going to make the bad call because it contradicts the value of integrity. Right. And so part of the integrity summit, part of what I do in my work, uh, and I know you do too for your part, because you're cultivating leaders and organizations, is trying to help them see if they don't already, that this taking the integrity stand and living by it you know, across the board, that nobody in the organization has to wonder what right and wrong is. Right. You're going to have greater enduring success. And I, I'm going to share an anecdotal story about where uh, conflicting agendas happen or, or lack of knowledge happen. Uh, keeping it simple, I, I run into a tech company lawyer who's in charge of the compliance and ethics related things who tells me that um, uh, she's getting inundated with um, ethical violations, emails, and calls. And that resulted from her sending out information on what's ethical and what's unethical and what's proper and what's improper. And she said, you know, Greg, how do I reduce that number? It's like overwhelming. And I said, well, if you want to reduce the number and actually make the workplace better, healthier, why don't you establish values and behaviors that are expected and required in consumer language? You know, we lift up, we don't put down. Right. Anyone, anybody can have a good idea. Right. Um, no disrespect, even if we disagree, I could go on and on. Right. If everybody knows what the playing field requires and is expected and is being watched, you'll not only have your numbers down, you're going to have a better workplace. Yes. The response. Well, wait a minute. If I have fewer ethical violations called in or emailed in, they're not going to like that upstairs. I said, so you're saying they would rather have more ethical complaints than have fewer because they made the workplace healthier and better for the team. Wow. So we have conflicting agendas because a leader can check a box. Well, I've got 142 ethical complaints. That's up 5%. See, we're doing a great job. We're getting all these complaints in. Right. Hello, why aren't we saying, wow, we're learning from this. We're going to make sure people know, managers and supervisors and individuals know what's expected and what's in and what's out, what's right and what's wrong. Right. Because we can't assume they walked in the door knowing what right and wrong is, not meaning knocking anybody, but right. each, of, each of us come from a different walk of life. Yes. And there are some people today who don't know what integrity means. Right. Uh, because they may think integrity is protecting your coworker. From yeah. a bad act, right? right? I was loyal right. to my coworker. I have integrity. I protected my coworker, right. but that's really collusion in a in a illegal or improper deed. So, uh, it, it it really does start at the top, 
kind of bringing us to the, the point, more leaders need to know what you're talking about and what I'm talking about and what you see and what I see. And that is make integrity a pillar. Your business not only will not suffer, it will flourish beyond the others. It comes back to two things that you're saying. One is the legacy. What legacy do you want to leave, right? Yeah. And, and you might look great using your example about the ethics complaints and, and the top being happy to have more of those complaints. Is that the legacy you really want to leave? I mean, you might do well and your stock might be doing great. Is that is that how you want to go out? I mean, that's really... Exactly, exactly. You really kind of have to check yourself, number one. Number two, you know, integrity doesn't always make decisions easier, right? Because there's a lot of factors in play. But I think you sleep better at night. I really do. Well, I think two, two things to that point. One is if you have clear values established in your organization, making the integrity decision won't be as difficult. Right, right. But, but then Peter Fine will tell us, told us previously, who runs Banner Health at a previous integrity summit, that there can be two integrity answers to a question or an issue. And he gave the story of should Banner help uh, acquire or connect with the University of Arizona Medical School uh, or the hospital? And the hospital was failing. The UA Medical was failing uh, financially and otherwise. Excuse me. So Peter went to his board and said, well, we can take on U of A Med, but it could put us at financial risk. We, you know, it could sink our ship. The other view is we do it. It's our fiduciary responsibility as a nonprofit. This is what we should be doing. Peter didn't give the board the answer. He said, you know, he gave them, there are, I, there are two avenues. We do it, here are the benefits risk. We do this, here are the benefits and risk. Where his integrity came in, and the point he made to us is, creating an environment for integrity to lead, and so the board ultimately decided to meld with UA Medical. But had they not done it, you couldn't say it wasn't an integrity decision because they were worried about sinking the whole hospital group. Right. So there can be two things. The other thing I learned, we all learned from Peter Fine, not that he's the only one we learned from, but you pointed it out a moment ago. Being the integrity one in the workplace is not easy because there's not enough of it being the prevailing Mentality. Right, right. So, so let's keep working towards making it the prevailing mentality. Absolutely. And then back to the human condition and people at work. Why wouldn't we want the people we work with or work for us to feel good today? Right. They deserve it as human beings. And guess what? I haven't seen anybody perform their best when they're demoralized. No. I haven't seen anybody do their best when they don't like being who they work with or who they work for or where they're at. They don't do their best. And I'll quote uh, the famous Coach K of Duke, who's won more college games than most. And he gave us a quote on integrity a couple of years ago, actually in London a few years ago at the Olympics. And he said, when you are around people you trust, you can do your best. Yeah. So leaders who are listening, managers, supervisors, individuals, if you're with people you trust, the best can happen. Absolutely. It brings out the best in people. It really does. 
Greg, phenomenal nuggets for people. Please come back. I'd love to have you back in a little bit, especially after the summit, so we could talk some more about leadership lessons. These are just invaluable. And to your point, not everyone has the same walk of life. And so some of this may be brand new for people. And there's no shame in that because you can pivot no, no, no. At, at any time. You can pivot. So um, thank you for being thank here. Thank you for having me. And okay. thank you for what you do in the community. Uh, if your audience doesn't know, she's very active and is a life changer, the better in her own right. Um, and I find that she also supports uh, I'll call it other bright lights of good in the community, uh, yeah. one of whom she nominated for an award who will be rec recognized posthumously next week with uh, Christine. So I appreciate you too. Thank you. How can people find you and how can people find the summit? Okay, integritysummit.com. Okay. Uh, and uh, they can email me there. Okay. Also, for those who like uh, Chicago and or Jerry Colangelo, there's a charity luncheon on October 13th at noon okay. that will create the Jerry Colangelo Integrity Scholarship open to college, trade, tech, and art students. Because isn't it time that we reward and make the cost of education a little easier for yes. those who want to be of and by and for integrity? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that would be jerrycolangelolunch.com. Okay. Awesome. And you're at GoMedia. They can find you online. GoMediaCo.com. GoMedia Companies is our name. Google my name. Uh, we have a, a pretty good track record of good things yes. um, that we're proud of. And so um, I'm happy to say another benefit of operating with integrity, you don't have to worry about scrubbing things off the internet. No, you do not. There's nothing to scrub. No, exactly. So, again, perfect doesn't exist. I'm not perfect. None I'm of us are. There. I'm a human being. But boy, we can do way better uh, at doing the right thing and being leaders of integrity who cultivate people by recognizing they're human, recognizing that you can lead them to values. You can help them see why values matter. You can help them see why integrity offers the biggest payoff, not only financially and opportunistically, but also in how we feel about ourselves and how people see us. Helps us live our best life, I really think. Helps us live the best life we can and show up authentically, honestly, you know? I and really you sleep good at night. You do sleep really good at night. Greg, thank you so much. You. I'm honored, thank you. Brightworks Consulting hosts this podcast and YouTube channel to spotlight the leadership around the world that is changing lives. Brightworks offers a myriad of consulting services in the public and private sector to include diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions for any size company. You can find us at www.brightworksconsulting.com. We're honored to have Best Companies AZ as a presenting sponsor for this podcast. Best Companies AZ is your number one source for regional employer branding. You can find them at www.bestcompaniesaz.com.